0: It's a busy sunday isn't it up here down there over here everybody on the stage but it's a fun sunday i think you you agree has it been fun it's a it's a day of celebration you know and uh being able to come together and celebrate all these things that god is doing and has done is something that we probably need to do more often i don't know if we do it enough in our church and in our christian faith because really celebrating our Savior is the heart, is at the middle of God's heart. And, and I want to talk about that. But first, uh, you know, we'll stop at Thanksgiving. Last, last week we were here and we had a great Thanksgiving meal. Hopefully that it prepared you for, uh, you know, the, the week of giving thanks. But if you think about it, like even Thanksgiving, just taking time to thank God for what he's done is, is a celebration. It's a time of celebration. And so I hope that you had a great celebration. Uh, this last week. My family, as soon as we were done with with the potluck, we took off and went up north about eight hours or so up to Sonoma. And we spent the week up in Sonoma, up in kind of the Russian River. And we had some time to hike around the redwoods and eat oysters at the bay and uh, things like that. But just to be able to spend time as a family. But even though I was on vacation, you know, I tried to like really clear my head and not, you know, think too much of what was going on here. As a pastor's, we always have this like, all, you know, this window that's always open or this app that's open called the church app, you know, and we just keep thinking about things. And there were two things that happened, two maybe two encounters that happened this last week that made me think of you, made me think of the church. I want to share those with you. Uh, one of them was on Tuesday. So, Obviously, Thursday was Thanksgiving, so Tuesday was kind of our time to get, our, our, get ourselves ready, you know, to get the stomach muscles ready. And so we went out for Italian food. Uh, the whole family, there were 20 of us, or, sorry, there are 12 of us at this meal that all went out to a nice Italian restaurant, you know, in Santa Rosa. And because there were 12 of us, they put us upstairs, kind of where their larger groups are. And so we got seated, we started our appetizers, and we were having a great time. It was very fun. We noticed that there was another table that was being set. That uh, was a little bit larger, probably for about 20 people. And we, so we knew there was another group that was coming. And, you know, you're always like, uh, you know, we're kind of loud. We hope we don't bother them. But uh, by the time our food started to arrive, they also were arriving. And they were louder than we were, right? But it was, it was interesting watching them, right? As you kind of saw them come in, they, they had a genuine love for each other. And my, my wife even noticed that, and she said to me, she was sitting next to me, and she said, like, these people look like they really love each other, you know? Um, they just had that. It wasn't like, you know, kind of like come in, like, ah, give a hug, like, hey, and then move on to the next one. Like, they gave hugs, and they, like, they looked at each other, you know? And you could tell they were dialoguing. And so, obviously, we start thinking, like, who are they? Like, what's, what's their connection, you know? Are they family? No, they're too loving for family, you know? <laughs> no, 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 I'm kidding. Like, they just they weren't the right ages. They're all kind of the same age, you know, and all that. So we were like just just wondering. And then we finally asked them and we said, So like what's your connection? How do you know each other? You know, are you family? And and that's where they said, Well, they're like, Yeah, we're kinda like family. We're we're a family of, of winemakers, you know. Uh, there's we have three we represent three vineyards and and uh, you know the the grapes just got harvested, they just got smashed, the process of beginning uh, the winemaking process had begun, so now we're here to celebrate, you know, and we do this every year, uh, we come together and, and just spend some time together and you know it was it was interesting for me because uh, I had just preached on John 17 last week, if you remember that, And in John 17 he it's Jesus praying, he's praying for the, those who believe through the disciples. And remember what he prays. He's like, I and them and you and me that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you love me. And we talked about in that sermon, like the church is this place where we're supposed to like love each other, be unified and be one so that the world would look and say, what's going on with them? that it would draw us into a relationship. And I had just preached on that. i have been thinking about that. And then I was able to see something similar. Okay, they weren't a church. They were just winemakers. But the way they loved each other, it drew me in. It caught my attention. It caught all of our attention. And we were kind of sucked into it like, I want to be part of that you know, winery. I want to work with them or whatever. They just seemed like good people. And so it made me think of the church. You know, kind of like, are we that way? When we come together, yeah, we're different and we have all kinds of diversity, but are we, uh, are we attractive when the world, when others, when visitors come in, do they see something different that intrigues them? Or when you are having uh, maybe coffee or lunch, maybe it's someone in our church, maybe it's not, maybe it's an old college roommate, but you're, you're both followers of Jesus. If people see you and hear your conversation, are they drawn in? to what you are talking about and what you believe, or are they repulsed by it? So that conversation, that situation, made me think of you and us as a church. Then on Thursday, we had uh, you know, about 20 people, I think there were 16 people at the house. So it was our family, and then there was those people where were like, how are we related again? You know, kind of one of those things. Um, but during the afternoon, in kind of by the, the coffee table, I had a conversation, and, and someone said, Hey, so you're a pastor? Yeah, yet. Uh, like, I got a question for you. And whenever someone says that, it's like, Oh man, where's this thing going? What do I have to brace myself for? You know? But it was interesting. They said this. They said, I, So I don't go to church, but I've been thinking about this. And they said, Why do people go to church? You know? She's, uh, so he said, I, I, I've been thinking of three things. One is just fear. people afraid of the future they're afraid of dying or whatever so maybe they they come to the church so they can um you know have some comfort in life so fear um devotion or vows you know they made a vow or a promise and so they go back to church you know that's maybe another reason why people go and the third um like community you know because maybe they don't have family or maybe they don't know many people and so they come to church and they can find a community So, so i've been thinking about that but but then this person said like so why do people go to your church (laughs) wow that's a great question I'm dying to know like why do you come to the church so I start thinking about you guys like why are you here you know, is it, is it because, uh, you know, you want to, is it because it's a relationship with God? Like, if you want to have a relationship with God, church is a good place to go. You know, you sing, you worship, and all that. That's, that's part of it. Um, is it, oh, to make me a better person? Is it because uh, I'm fearful and this brings some comfort, or I, I've got some suffering or some, some sadness in my life, and so maybe this will um, lift up my spirits? Is it, um, is it because my spouse makes me go, you know? Uh, there's, there's pressure to go, so I, I do. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the reasons are, but I'm hoping that it has something to do with, with God and community, right? When he said that, like, maybe people go for community. I, I think that there certainly is, because the church is that. That's what the church means. It's a gathering of people who are here to worship, people of, people committed to following Jesus in worshiping him. But even still, like you can think, you can go to church very individualistically or you can go as a community. So I started thinking about these things. Like, do we, do we have just people that are just individuals? that just come and they just sit in a seat and they, they receive, they receive, and then they, they, they leave, you know, and, and there's not the, the connection. I mean, there are many people that would do that. Or do our people come to our church because of of the people here there, because of the community that is like-minded, where they can all come and worship together and they can lift up their voices, they can praise God together, and they can they can encourage each other and strengthen each other? Do, do people come for those reasons? So these were some of the things that had been on my mind. and as we celebrated Thanksgiving and as we were a, planning the service and that that the, the children that were dedicated and the, the people that were baptized the testimony that was given like there's a there's a lot of celebration that i was thinking about and you know it's hard to celebrate alone it's hard to celebrate by yourself it's always celebration as a community event, and it's, it's important that we come together and so we can celebrate together. And that's what we did today. This was a picture of celebration. And so I just want to come back to that. And just as I, just as I encourage you guys, as, we just, um, as we, we're moving into the Christmas um, time, Advent starts next week, I'm excited for that. But may we just take time to just remember that what we do when we come here is celebration. We are, our worship is celebration. Our time together is celebrating what God has done. May we not be lost on us? As we uh, look at what is a church community, I, I've been, we've been using these two words uh, over the last couple months. It's kind of our initiative um, over this, last, this fall, I guess. But it's to engage and to stabilize. And so let me just take a couple minutes as we talk about community. As we talk about this um, celebrating, we do it together. And let me just use these two words. Engage and stabilize. Uh, my hope for us as we come together is that when you come here on a Sunday morning, that you're engaging. Okay? That one, you're engaging with God. You're coming and anticipating and expectant to meet with God and to hear him speak to you. To hear his word come out to be able to sing these songs of praise, to to have this expectation that while you're here, God is speaking and he is changing lives. I I hope that when you come, you come here to know that God is, you're going to engage with God and he's changing lives. Okay, so I'm, I'm hoping that. I'm hoping, though, that as you come, you also come to engage. Come and engage with the people that you're sitting next to. Because that's the community that we have. Those are the people that God has put here. And as we gather together, we celebrate. Sometimes, you know, God has made us to celebrate. He has put that in our hearts, and we do that all the time, don't we? We do that throughout the week. You celebrate all kinds of crazy things, whether it's birthdays, you know, or promotions or football games and baseball games, your kids' sports, you know, make a touchdown or or make a landing or whatever it is. We celebrate that. That's part of who we are. But sometimes when we come to church and we think that the celebration ends, right, and now we got to be real real somber and real serious. And there's certainly there's a reverence to that. But do we understand that God has put the celebration in the church? He's wired our hearts for that. He's wired our hearts to celebrate. And he even put that into the calendar. For the, in the Israelites, their calendar, their yearly calendar, had moments of celebration. If you uh, have done your devotions this week in Leviticus 23, you'll be right there with me. Anybody do that this week? Leviticus 23? Probably not many. That's not where many of us spend uh, a lot of devotional time. But in Leviticus 23, it does talk about um, these holy days, these days of celebrating, where God has put these different calendar times in, in their calendar, these dates in their calendar for them to celebrate, to celebrating things like Passover, right? Um, to celebrate... Um, the harvest that came in to celebrate God's providence, rest, the atonement, his faithfulness. Sometimes these celebrations were a week long, sometimes they were a day, but there were six of those. But in this passage, it starts with this. It says, um, you'll work for six days, but on the seventh day there will be a Sabbath of complete rest, a sacred assembly. You will not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord your God wherever you live. And he, he's saying that in the midst of all of these different times where you celebrate you're going to come to jerusalem and celebrate every week is a time for you just to stay still you don't have to travel to jerusalem to stay wherever you live and gather together it's a holy day and in a holy day we praise god there's all these different words that we see through scripture that talk about celebration things like thankfulness exaltation, exalting Him, celebration, praise, joy, and rejoicing, remembering Him, being glad. All these words are through Scripture, and that's just a little bit of them. There's plenty more. But all of these are about celebrating God and what He's done, to have glad hearts, to be filled with joy. And we do that each week through this thing, this gathering, this special gathering that we call the church, as we call worship. And so when we come, we want to engage. We want to engage with God. We do it with cheerfulness. We do it with celebration, right? And what do we celebrate? We celebrate the milestones in our lives, right? Like birth, like we just did today. You know, these babies that were born during the pandemic, right? And that... that. Uh, Kind of got a rough start to life, but here they are. They're with their families, and we are dedicating them to the Lord. And we as a congregation, we're engaged in that. We're celebrating, celebrating what God has already done by bringing them here to this moment, but we're also just celebrating anticipation, what God will continue to do, how God will show himself to them, how they will find faith in Jesus Christ. And one day, they may be up here being baptized. So we celebrate that. We celebrate the new life that began. We did that just through the baptism, all these stories of God working in these individuals, young and old, and how God has been moving and shaping and guiding and leading them. And we celebrate those things. And we continue to celebrate. We celebrate the testimonies, the vulnerability that was shared of just what God has been doing and how God has been moving and working behind the scenes. All of these things are, are elements for us to rejoice and to celebrate. And those things happen when we gather together. So as we look at the church, there's these two words, engage, engaging with God, engaging with each other, to strengthen, to encourage each other, to continue to push each other towards Christ. But we see this other word, stability. Stability. You might not think of this word when we think about community, but it's, it's important. Because in order to have a community, we need people, regular people, that are here, that are present in our lives. And stability is important. This world has so many things to take off our focus. There's so many activities that draw us away throughout the weekend and, and, uh, and throughout the week. But as a community that cares for each other, that loves each other, we need that stability to be here, to be present on Sunday morning, to come, to engage with each other, and to, to dig deep roots in this church and on the word of God. So throughout this week, as we were celebrating and just being thankful for what God was doing, I was thinking about you. I was thinking about this church and just what I want to see and what I'm hopeful to see as we end this year and as we move into this next year. But I want to see this church as a community, a community that is joyful and celebrates, that comes alongside of each other to celebrate what God is doing, to come alongside the Switz, the Chan, the G families as they dedicate their children, to come alongside Mike, Megan, and Crystal, to come along the Sandovals, and just to hear what God is doing and embrace them and be encouraged by that and encourage one another. I hope that we will have this community where celebration of God and, and what he is doing is prevalent in our lives. That's one thing I'm hoping to see here in the future i'm hoping to see a community where people belong like we've been talking about many times we are not trying to to be uh uh, in in uniformity we want unity Right, God has put diversity in this church, and we want to celebrate that. But it's a place where everybody comes to belong, whether they're young or old, whether they're new in their faith or they, they've been growing for a long time, whether they have lots of friends here or they don't have any. We pray that this be a place where people belong. And we pray that it's a place where they would encounter Christ, where they would learn how to walk with him, and learn how to abide with him and sit with him and hear his voice, and then that we'd be a community set on mission. That we don't keep this to ourselves, but we take this and show this to the world. To show the world what God has done. And may we overwhelm them with our love. I started telling you about this dinner. Uh, this Italian dinner. Uh, and the, the people that we met. And something that was drawing me. But let me finish the story. So... We finished our dinner, and dinner over dinner, we chatted a little bit because they were so close, and you know, we heard them giving their toasts and their speeches and all of that, and um, we talked with them a little bit as we were getting up and all that. Um, but by the end of the meal, the waiter came with the bill, and funny enough, he put it in front of my son, who's 14, and my son's like, whoa, <laughs> I don't have that much money. I can't pay this. You know? So all the dads to the rescue, we you know, threw in our credit cards and split it four ways. Um, then the waiter took our cards, and then he gave it back to Mr. Hedberg, Mr. Broom, Mr. Wilson, Mr. Young. And we're like, what's going on? And then he pulls out a credit card, and he says, uh, the gentleman over here at this table wants to pay for your dinner tonight. And we're like, what? Like, that, no, you can't do that. It's too, we're too old for that. Like, you know, <laughs> we're like college students. Like, get that, you know, but no, no, it's okay, but he, he's like, I want to do it, you know, you're all from out of town, and he'd heard some of our stories, he's like, I just want to do it, you know, I just want to be generous, um, and it, I, I don't know, him. his name was John, right, that's all I know, um, but I don't know much about him, but as I was thinking about the church, it brought it all together, right, it brought it all together, that here as a church, like, man, how I'd love just to be this compelling community, that just draws people in. By the way, we love each other. By the way, we talk. By the way, we care and serve for each other. That people would just see, walk by or see or notice and just say, that's something different, right? But then to take it to the next level, to be able to give back, to them, to be able to show them not just this is what being a Christian looks like, but this is what Christ has done. And I'm not advocating that you go buy dinner for everybody, you know, that you meet in every restaurant. Like, we can't do that. But we do have resources. We do have ways that we can love people. And maybe it's through tangible ways, financial ways, things like that. But maybe it's just through listening to people and just knowing their names and hearing their stories, because that's something that the world doesn't, it can offer, but doesn't always do it. But we can. We can be a community where we're attractive, where people are saying, what is going on there? God is at work. I need to know more. But we're also, we're giving back. We're giving to the community. We're saying God has blessed us, and he's blessed you too. And then blessing comes through Jesus Christ. Let's keep that message. Let's share that message with the world. Let's give the gospel. We don't want to keep it to ourselves. We want to share this with the world that is out there. People that live in this community, people that live in your communities, where you live, where you work, where you study, where you play, let the light of Christ go forth. God has created us to celebrate. He's put it in our lives. He's put it in our calendars. He's put it in our worship, in our time. So today was a great day time of worship as we celebrated but let us continue to do that may we be a men and woman may we be a church that remembers there is much to celebrate God for he has been so good to us right his love is so deep is so rich and it comes and it's fully displayed through Jesus Christ may we share Jesus with those who God has put in our life amen amen